in the Vardak, which is the we we're learning a piece from the Alta of the Vardak. And the Vardak, as you'll we'll see, we'll see through his work that you'll, you'll you'll start to feel it. But he 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 said a very p- simple point. He said, "Why do you have to be deprived of the true happiness of life? From the second we wake up in the morning until the the, the second we go to sleep, and uh, and while we are asleep, including our dreams, we are always just going from one middle to the next. One bad middle, one bad, and then another bad middle, and then that bad middle leaves. Another bad middle comes, and that bad middle." You wake up in the morning, the first thing that comes to you is Atlas. Oh, why am I getting out of bed? So you press the snooze button. Then you overcome the Atlas, and then you get to Davening. What happens to there? A lack of Imuna. A lack of Imuna and Taivas Achille. You start already thinking about breakfast. Then you get to breakfast, so now Taivas Achille comes in. Taivas Achille comes in, and while you think about Taivas Achille, you're also imagining the cover that you're going to get when you go into the next place. You're going to go to the workplace, and people are going to say, Oh, hello, Mr. Jones. And you're going to say, Ah, oh, Mr. Jones. And then something cover takes over. Then after cover, then you see this guy, and you don't like him. So then Kinnit takes place. And then you see this guy, and you hate him. And then Sinnit comes in. And then you see this guy, and you say, He's pathetic. And then Gaiva comes in. And your whole life is just moving one middle row, the next middle row, next middle row, next middle I says, how long are you going to go on like that for? What, you just, you're just living in a miserable existence where you're a pathetic creature controlled by a middle's rise. Why don't you just break them? So he had a very strong mahalach of how to break middas. Break them, but break them. So he said, first of all, if you, the, most, the central core of a person's being is his desire for honor. If you can break that, you can do a lot. So what did the, the Talmudim of the Vodic, they, they, they did the utmost to break their own sense of COVID, so that they would have absolutely no sense of what people thought about them. They wouldn't care even the tiniest amount. So they used to do things which would encourage people to absolutely shower scorn upon them until they got to the, to the point where they were completely unaffected by it. So that's why they used to go into, the, into, in, into showers, the Arab showers, instead of putting on nice showers, showers. It would be equivalent it would be equivalent they used to go before Shabbos and they, they, would, they, would, they would dirty their clothes so everyone looked at them and said disgusting and they would just like walk into shul shirts untucked dirty suits crumpled hats everyone looked at them and said what are you and that's how they'd build up their strength so the, the altar was he, he had this whole program and he used to, he used to bra- they used to break themselves until they couldn't collect and then what they used to do is because they became so resilient they would run into a meeting a communist meeting of Jewish communists and they would get up and they would start saying what are you, what are you doing? what are you doing? do you actually realize what you're doing? and like people would say what, 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 who said you? who invited who? and they would be completely fearless the altar himself got into an argument with a muscle so he said, I'm willing to argue with you, but you have to realize that if you write an argument, I'm going to take off my long coat, I'm going to dress like you, I'm going to become a masculine. If I'm right, so you have to put on a long coat and you have to become like me. Let's start arguing. And he started arguing, he took off his coat, lest he wouldn't be scared to take it off if the masculine won. And the masculine ran away. Another time, he was in the middle of an argument with a masculine, and the masculine mentioned his servant, he says, harness up the horses. So immediately the altar stopped arguing with him. He said, why did you stop the debate in the middle of the debate? He said, because I see that if you're harnessing up your horses, it means that you're sure that there'll be no, there'll no, there'll be no change of who you are if I win my point of the debate. Because otherwise you'd, you'd wait around to see what happened, because otherwise you have to change your life accordingly. But if you're setting up the horses, I'm not wasting my breath. You're clearly not serious about this. He was, he was so strong in his Mahalach in Emes that, 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 that he just he thought that nothing could budge him. Nothing could budge him. 
but that's because he worked on himself and worked on himself and worked on himself and he broke himself until you couldn't care what anyone said. If it was MS, it's MS. I don't care if the entire world screams. It's MS. It's absolutely MS and therefore you have to go for it. What was pandering to the fighter? <coughs> so the many the many stories about there's many stories about the altar. The many stories about altar that he, he later on he speaks about Tikkun Ahmedis and uh, I don't forget there, but he had this thing about Bira Emes that he always suspected himself of being misled by his own his own bi- bi- bias. So he says, pre- like almost every month, he'd review his entire shita and assume that his entire Mahalachim Musa was completely wrong until he could re-justify it, or if he could, he couldn't. That's how he lived. Uh, at one point in time, he's he meant to go to Germany and then he cancelled his trip because he remembers that he heard that there's a new type of umbrella with a walking stick attached or walking stick umbrella in Germany and he suspected that the only reason he wanted to go was to get the walking stick. Like, in other words, he has, he has choshish himself until the nth degree. Like Rabbi Elia Lopian, the Bale Musa, they never trusted themselves for a second. The Bale Musa, they understood how, how the how Yetzir the was. The Bokha went up to Rabbi Elia Lopian and he says, he's going to Fasna. So Rabbi Elia says, how can you do that? How can you do that? So he says, don't worry, he says, I'm not affected. So he says, let me tell you my young Bokha. He says, I'm blind in one eye and the other eye barely sees and I'm 80 years old. He says, I wouldn't trust myself for the Fasna. Another person came up to Rabbi Elia and he said to him, he said to him, would you please give a drosha to women? Rabbi Elia says, he says, he says, the chutzpah. He says, aren't you embarrassed? You want to be machshil, an old man like me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the Musa, they, they never trusted themselves. They understood how powerful the Yetzir was. Schor, schor, Aminu Lenazira. Schor, schor, you say to the Nazi. You say, go around, around. The Kamal Loisikov. Don't go near the, don't go near the vine. Because you're, 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 you're fragile. You're human. You never know where you'll go. So you have to be, they were very gracious. So he's always Mavara. Behemoth, 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 behemoth. So they broke themselves. They broke themselves. They would have no sense of covet so they could do the Rats and Hashem. David Amelech says, I need to last for Loish. I need to last for Loish. I'm a worm, not a man. Cherpas Adam, Ubzui Adam. Sorry. Cherpas Adam, I think the Russian apostolic is. I need to last for Loish. David Amelech says, David Amelech was Midas Amalfus. I understand. David Amelech represented, he was, he was the king. He had no covet. He was a worm. Avadai. He had to be, have been a worm. Because every covet that you have for yourself, is Mamayat the covet of Akash Bokhu. The more you hold yourself to have value and to have worth, so the less space is the Rebbein Shalom. But when you hold it, you're garnished, so then all you have is the Rebbein Shalom's covet. So he took away his covet. So any Bokha in Navadak, if he ever got sent a parcel, so if it was food, he'd have to distribute it equally amongst all his friends to kill his taiva. If it was clothes, especially if it was new clothes, it was forbidden for him to wear it in the first wearing. So he shouldn't get the gishmak of wearing new clothes. He had to give it to one of his friends to wear first. And once he saw a bocha that was reluctant, and he got a mapola. What are you? That's, that's what you are. That's what you want. But the problem was, the thing was, he wasn't, again, and he could do it, and it was sustainable. In, in, in the, you see, he's going to write later on about the First World War. In the First World War, there, there, was, such a, there was such chaos in, in, in Europe that all these shivers closed down. Novadok built an entire network of highly successful yeshivas. 
But to do that, they had to do things which were so risky and daring that they just defied explanation. So they worked on extreme bitachin. And I'll take the posture of divorce. He said, let me ask you, he says, what's the, what's the, what's the underlying nature of creation? Everyone says, it's the Ratz and Hashem. He says, tell me, he says, what's more likely to do something that's aligned with the Ratz and Hashem, which will then cause Hashem to act in your favor and cause something which is outside of the realm of Teva, or to go against the Ratz and Hashem because you're scared of what the Teva will do? What makes more sense? Surely it makes more sense to act according to what's right and then the Teva will bend because that's the ultimate Ratz and Hashem. So what they did is they used to send, peace, to send people on missions to start yeshivas. And that was like a proper army. He started, I think, eight yeshivas during this First World War, which had a total of over 600 bochrim. And all other yeshivas were kind of folding. And they were strong and they are powerful, but they had to have like coordination between these things. So the bochrim used to jump on the back of trains, and they used to travel without documents. And they used to pride themselves. When they would, so what happened was this guy met a... a, a his, I think they, were, they, they banned at a certain point in time learning in yeshivas. So um, a soldier came and said to him, what are you doing? He said, I'm learning yeshiva. So he said, he said, you can't do it. He says, I don't care about you. You can't control me. The only thing that can control me is the creator. So he says, I'm going to shoot you with this gun. He says, you can shoot me with the gun. I'm not going to die unless the creator tells me that I can die. And, if you, and you kill me, so then I was meant to die. I don't care. So, so the God was so, so astonished by his reaction. He said, I've never ever seen anyone with such strong faith. He guarded the yeshiva. <laughs> <laughs> So there's like, there's, there's maizim upon maizim upon maizim about how they would just go, they would completely, they'd be put in jail. They'd be, there'd like be big like groups and would be put in jail and they'd just keep on learning the sedorium. <laughs> so in jail, so the base measures look a little bit different. It's like, they were real people. They weren't these like wishy-washy, you go, <laughs> and they go crying to the mommies. They were people that, they had stolts, they had stolts. Now you say to a person, you have to wake up with shachis. No, it's too hard. I can't handle it. They used to, they used to literally go into what was called bitochen tech to test the bitochen. They used to go into the forest without any provisions or any ways of surviving and they had to last there for a week. Those who returned had strong bitochen. <laughs> right. So now, in terms of what we're learning with Alta, so we're learning his, his, his safer called Majorikas Adam and we're going through the first section called Tukufa Sa'udam. But and he discusses what the chait of Adam Arishan was and he gives a novel interpretation of what Adam Arishan's chait was. He says there was never a chait to choose to eat from Eitzadas Tovara. Elamai. Adam Arishan had the seichel of a malach. And now he had two pathways in front of him. Either he could retain his status as a malach or he could choose to be a human being and be succumbed to the natural desires of man. If he then succeeded in overcoming them, he would be far greater than the Malach and live forever. If he succumbed to the desires, he'd be a normal, natural being and he would die. In other words, even if he ate, ate of the Eitzah Das Tevarai, it wouldn't mean that he would die. It would mean there's a chance he'd die. So now the altar brings it forth. I don't know how far we got in the... Do you know, does anyone remember where we got up to? Yeah, the second, second paragraph on <coughs> okay, so we've said that. That's where we're up to. So now he says, This is what the Abishta meant when he said, From all the, from all the trees 
of the garden you can surely eat. And from the Eitz Adas, the tree of good and evil, so it sounds from the simple reading of the Pasuk that the Abish is saying the Oynesh for the eating of the Eitz Adas, the punishment you'll get is death. Says Alter They weren't said as a commandment and a warning. They were given as an advice. Kloima, this is to say. I'm giving you an Eitza, an ad- a counsel. I don't advise you to eat from Eitza Das. In order it shouldn't be awoken within you nature and desire. Because I know the Rebbein Shalom says, if they do awaken, you won't have the power to overcome them. And then you'll die. Meaning, not if you eat of the Eitzadah Tzavirah, you'll die. If you eat of the Eitzadah Tzavirah, you'll awaken your Tzavirah. And I know that you will, they will be too strong for you, and as a result, you'll die. What's the difference in Hachet. It won't be a punishment for the sin, for the eating. Eating from the Eitadas wasn't a chait. But you'll become a natural being. And something which is natural can't live forever. Only the supernatural can live forever. And that's why when, when the Chava was asked by the snake, Ma, Omar Elohim, what did the Abish say? We pre-ates. She said, from the fruit of the tree within the gun, I shouldn't eat, lest, lest you die. Die pen. She said, specifically pen, meaning it's a sophic. Because they didn't have to die if they, if they, they, they could live. They could take be bigger than Malachim and live. So therefore she said, we may die. We may die. Because if it would be that they actually managed to overcome their nature after they ate from the Eitzadas, then eating the Eitzadas would not be considered a chait. How you begin all the achilah and madrega or yosek gedolim mikodim that get to an even greater madrega. So you can't say that eating eight adas was a chait. It could have been the greatest hechsha mitzvah in the world. Vazeh onelu anachash. Now this is what the nachash's deceit was. Loy mois tumusun. Don't worry, you won't die. So normally you think that the shaklin tarries chava goes and she says we're not allowed to eat this fruit because we'll die. And the snake lies and says, Oh no, you won't. Now, the snake's not lying and just saying an outright lie. It's much, it's much more logical. What the snake is saying, it says, now this is, this, this piece is poshut. You won't die. You'll be like God, knowing good and bad. Now look what he touches us to me. Meaning, what are you saying? You're saying, the Abish the said, he gave us an Eitzah not to eat of the tree because there's a chance the, na- the desires will overcome us and as a result we'll become natural and we'll die. The, the, the Nachos says back to him, I know that side, but don't worry. You for sure will overcome the natural desires and therefore you'll live and now you'll be like God who's your Yodaya, he knows Tevara. What's Pshat Ke'elokim Yodaya Tevara? Listen to this. Now this is... 
What does it mean, Elokim Yoidea Toivera? What's your day at Toivera? The Chayat Toivera is how Gosha, it's a feeling, it's not a idea. So what does it mean? So the, the Nachash says to Chava, you'll live forever, meaning you'll overcome the Nisayon, you'll triumph over your desires, and then you'll be like God. In what way? Like God knows good and bad. What does that mean? Says the Helika Alta, You'll be your Deyatevara, meaning you won't be good and bad, you'll know of good and bad. And just like by Hashem, when He knows of good and bad, the knowledge of bad doesn't make an impression on Him. Kemoshe Matzina B'yud Gimel Bin like we see in the 13 attributes of mercy. Kel Erech Apayim V'nakelo Yenake. In the 13 attributes of mercy, there's a contradiction. It says on the one hand, Kel Erech Apayim Hashem is long-winded, he's patient and he does chesed. And then it says, but he won't cleanse the people that don't do tshuva from their veyers. So within the Yud Gimel Midas Arachimim, there's also a Midas Adin. What's the mile of a Kodesh Bochu that within the Midas Arachimim, there's a Midas Adin? This is the explanation. Even though a Kodesh Bochu won't cleanse the Rosha of his sin, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to the Rasha, I won't cleanse you of your sin unless you do tshuva. But at the same time as he's feeling kilu, he's feeling that, he's knowing that, he's also Erechapayim. Because by the Hashem is not giving him punishment because he's angry with him. He's just, it's, it's a fact. It's not an emotion, it's a fact. It's the best for him to do this. It's just a fact. Therefore you can have Midas Adin and Midas Rachimim together. Because in the world of fact there's no contradiction. He needs Rachimim and he needs Anoinesh. He needs both. So that makes perfect sense. Because on the one hand, I have Rachimim. On the other hand, he's a Chait and he needs a Tikkun through the Chait. Through the Oynish. Mash Ein Adam, which is not the case in our present state of being human. Shim Shum Tina That if you're angry with a person, you can't overcome your anger. You can only conquer your anger after a period of time. But during that period of time, you can't be simultaneously angry and merciful. If you're angry, you're not merciful. If you're merciful, you're not angry. Meaning that you can't be your deyatovera. You either, in the world of Ryan Tov, you can't be objective about it. You'll be sucked into it because it won't be a psychological intellectual understanding. It will be in the emotional world. So therefore, So what the Nochah said to Chava, don't worry, you can eat the day's Eitzah you'll overcome nature, so that nature will beat you as an external knowledge, and it won't suck you into its ways. And then you won't die, because you'll be above nature. What they have before us. Right? No, but the difference is, now you have the choice to make it. You, you're pulled in by nature. The Nakhah said, don't worry, you'll overcome it. And therefore, you'll go back to the stage, but it would have been on your own back. So you'll be far greater than the Malach who's given that as just uh, the nature of existence. V'im kain, halo yishave lecha yoyse lechol 
therefore the snake said, better you do this, because then you'll get a higher madrag in your Vedas Hashem. And that's how he won Chava over. He promised her that she wouldn't fall from her madrega. The other rabbi, on the contrary, she'll get to a much higher level. To the level of where you'll be able to hold down the midas, control them, and you'll win over the spirits. The ilu be'emes ha'yot k'moish amar nachesh, and if it would have been like the nachesh said, ilu be'emes ola biyodon azeches and milchama gedol azu. If you would have mamish been able to triumph in that war, as I lo yoyon nifsad krumah lidachilosa, then your your other rabbi, you wouldn't have lost anything through eating. Ulam, however, lebesoyf nisbari kiloya ken adava v'chitah b'cheshbon. That Adam Adam Arishon made a mistake in the way he viewed things. Takat wasn't going to be that way. Kimiyach achamina eats. What happened the second they ate from the tree? Their eyes were opened. They became naked. What do you mean they were naked before? But remember we said they weren't naked before. They were wearing their bodies. Now they were naked. What happened? Aha! These boches, they were embarrassed because they suddenly realized they shouldn't have eaten it. Why? Because if you could actually overcome your teva and make it as if it was just a knowledge removed and not emotionally involved, like before the chait, why are you embarrassed to be naked? Must be that something shifted. If it wouldn't have been that the teva, the nature and the desire darkened your seichel, Kosher, and it didn't even make even the slightest indentation. Who made you relate to your body in such a way that you felt naked now? It must be perforce that before the Midas and the Tivus were awoken within you, and your etzem, the, the essential part of you, was the spiritual intellect. There was nothing to be embarrassed about because you understood that your material part of being was just your clothing because your identity was so strong. Now that you couldn't vanquish the tithers, but then you wanted clothing, to quieten down your desires which are woken because you were naked. That's why Kodesh Baruch said to him, How do you know you're naked? Well, I told you not to eat from that ace, and, uh, from that tree. And again, doesn't mean I commanded you. It means I advised you not mm. to. I told you. Don't put yourself in that position of, of, of test. And you said, I'll do it. Since that's true, since you've fallen in this war against nature, so now that the desires and your wants are ruling over you, so now the earth is going to be impacted, and you'll die, because now you've fallen prey to the devil. So therefore, the whole progression was a descent. Yes, I'll just show you. Two things. One, he, he immediately, immediately, he already lost. As lost. It was like, it was, the battle happened instantly and he lost right away. Finished. And that's why he was embarrassed. That's right. He said, I was, and the other question I have, I was wondering what <coughs> do you see in the Lush
indicates that it's not. So you see it. You don't see it from the actual lashon of advice. You see it from Chava's response. So lashon of advice, like any other commandment. Like any other commandment. But when we see Chava's advice, that gives us that gives us license to override it and say what he said does he meant that. Okay. Now what the what the, what the, yes. One is, is, does that mean that Hashem has like a Havamina to be pulled in to be emotionally wrapped up in the good or bad and he just refrains? Meaning that when we want to say the mile of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we measure it according to Aches Reines. Not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not that Havamina that Hashem would be pulled in by his midas. But since we are pulled in with our midas, when we want to contrast what he is in regard to us, we say he has, a, he has what we don't have. I mean, and that's the difference. That's that the difference. That would be the to difference. accentuate the difference, we refer to our, to our viewpoint. Okay. And but don't you think it's an incredible pshat of Kaliyah Chapayim? Meaning that... That means Rachamim? Rachamim, Rachamim and Kaz can be in working together. Because the Kodesh Baruch is above. Rachamim and that is the time? Rachamim is the time. Time, time, and the... Patience. Yeah, yeah, patience. Okay, so now what the altar goes on to do now is he goes to now to Noach and Dora Mabu. Yes. Um, Shimmy. So it seems like most immediately after the Edith um, talks about their, their fall Madriga, even before they actually did anything, just, just the fact that they have acquired the Kaiba, that, that alone? They, they lost it, they almost, they, they, couldn't, they, they immediately felt the impulses and they couldn't come o- overcome them. At that moment? At that moment. The minute the, the Taiva became a part of them, they were just like taken in, swept away. What hope do we have? Oh, oh good. So, 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 so he's writing a book, right? He's writing a book, so we have hope. But we'll see how we get the hope, because now he's going to Dora Mabu. So Dora Mabu proves the point. Okay, one more question. Is this where we get the idea that you shouldn't put yourself into Nisanas? Wait, 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 patience. So now, now what happened? So now they've made their mistake. So let's kind of trace, trace the historical development of man. So they've made their mistake. So now what happens? Decline after decline after decline until man becomes worthy of total destruction. That's called the generation of the flood. So the entire human, uh, human race is absolutely wiped out save for one individual in his family called Noach. So then Noach comes along and he manages to be the one individual in a generation and there's a big discussion. He has a beautiful pshat in Noach. What does it mean? Tamim Hayobadoyosov that he was righteous in his generations and there are those that say it as a praise and those that say it as an insult and he explains what those two study are in a magnificent fashion but Lamaisa Noach escapes and then what happens is after Noach again of course Teva wins and everyone goes declines, declines, declines until Avram Avinu so the ten or eight generations basically humanity is de- doomed to fail because Adam made the wrong decision comes along Avram Avinu and reverses the process he reverses the process to the degree that he sets off with a whole new curve, a whole new line. And he's able to overcome everything. And he's able to perfect himself. Ten trials, he perfects himself. And he gets to the threshold. He gets to the threshold of Vimataka and Adam Arishan's hate. But he doesn't quite get there. Deep, deep, deep down, there's still a, there's still a remnant of Teva. And the, the, where, the place where you see it is that even though he was completely meshubed to the Ratzon Hashem and he was willing to kill his son for the sake of Hashem but as he's killing it, the measure says there were tears flowing down his eyes. There was tears flowing down his eyes and therefore you see even though he was completely on the externality he was completely doing a Pesimcha but deep inside there was still some small remnant of Teva. 
comes along Yitzchak and Yaakov, Shibud Mitzrayim, and then we go into Har Sinai. And Har Sinai heralds in an entirely new age potential with the giving of the Torah and the preemptory stages leading up to it. And that, gentlemen, we will have to continue with at our next session. Amen.